Episode 37, The Lifetime Value of a Customer. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. This is the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. I'm your host, Dale Dixon, and welcome, Jason Jennings. So great to be with you today via FaceTime. Uh, Dale, it's great to be with you, too. Uh, we're doing it in a little bit of an unusual fashion today. I know. You don't sound like you usually do because you're in a hotel room uh, over on the East Coast in, in the Southeast United States, and uh, we're using FaceTime. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be fun. Absolutely. And, and you're looking good. Yeah, and so are you. If only I'm glad the podcasters can't see, either, the listeners can't see either one of us. So here we go. We're talking about the lifetime value of a customer. You literally just gave me this topic about 60 seconds ago as we connected the call, uh, and I've got to ask the question, why this topic, why now? What are we talking about in the lifetime value of well, a customer? Uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, I, I remember a number of years ago, I, I, I bought my first black car. As I was driving home from the car dealership, I went, wow, there's a lot of black cars out there. I mean, have you ever had that kind of a situation in your life? You think you're going to do something unique, and uh, the moment you do or buy something unique, everybody else on the road has one. Uh, exactly, uh, exactly. And so maybe I have a heightened consciousness because I'm, I'm working on a chapter now uh, for the new book, which will be coming out next year, and, and, and that chapter is about the customer. And so possibly I just have this heightened awareness or heightened consciousness. Um, but I want to ask you a few questions, Dale. Um, uh, three, uh, to be precise. And, and the first question is this. Uh, if I presented myself uh, at your business... And I had $40,000 to spend with you. Um, how, how would you treat me? I would like to say I'd treat you the same way I would treat somebody who's going to spend $20 with me. Everybody yes. gets treated the same. But, yeah, All I'm going right. to treat you very well, obviously. I'm going to okay. treat you very well. All right. Well, the, the second question is this. What if I had about $150,000 to spend with you? How would I be treated? You know what? We're going to go to lunch, and then we'll probably go out to a really nice meal tonight, and uh, I'm going to wine and dine and, and uh, all of the above. Final question. Uh, what if I had $5 million that I could spend with you? <laughs> what, How would I be treated? What do you want? How, what can I do for you? Yes. <laughs> all right. I, I really only have... One lesson to share today, but I do believe it's a real game changer, and it's got everything to do with the lifetime value of a customer. And, and let me set it up this way. As part of the research for the book, uh, we've been able to determine that the average Starbucks customer will spend $750 to $1,000 a year with Starbucks. However... If you're 20, 21, or 22 years of age, your customer lifespan uh, at Starbucks is probably about 40 years. And when you think about it, that's $40,000. Now, let me tell you when that came very alive for me this past week. Uh, I was waiting for an early morning flight uh, to Florida from California. And uh, in the airport, I went to a Starbucks. And I hadn't had any breakfast. And so I ordered a coffee. And I said, uh, oh, you've got croissants. I said, are they fresh? 
And she said yes. I said okay because croissants that are not fresh are not very very good. So I paid my outrageous price at an airport nine ten or eleven dollars. I took my little croissant, my cup of coffee, and went back to the boarding area and sat down. I took one bite, and I went no. I mean this croissant's like three days old. I mean the butter tastes rancid. I mean it's not good. And so I, I, I go back to the Starbucks. Now I've got to wait in line again. I, I finally find myself in front, and I said, "You know, this croissant is no good." And the woman looked at me and said, "What do you want me to do about it?" And I said, "Well, I, either exchange it, or give me my money back, or do something." And so she called her manager out, which I had to wait another ten minutes for. And now I'm feeling embarrassed because there's people behind me, and absolutely no satisfaction at all. But you know what? If somebody had impressed uh, on the people working there th- that an average Starbucks customer is potentially worth forty thousand dollars over their selling customer lifetime, I-, I-, I believe that I would have been dealt with in a, in a friendly and, and fair fashion. Because it wasn't then, just a, an overpriced seven dollar croissant that you were complaining about. Really, I mean, this is an opportunity to to engage you at the forty thousand dollar level. All right, now. So it gets even better. But again, this comes back to I buy a black car, drive off the lot, and I'm noticing that everybody else has a black car because of my heightened awareness of this right now. So example number two is um, I I spend a lot of money on uh, laundry and and dry cleaning uh, only because probably more than the average person simply because I travel so much and I've got to have clean clothes and I've got to look good on stage. And, and so I, I spend an average probably fifty to sixty dollars a week on, on, on shirts and, and, and suits and clothing. And uh, my dry cleaner and laundry in California uh, has a big sign: "In by nine thirty, back by four thirty." And so I can't begin to tell you how many times over the years, uh, at twenty after nine, I'm going, "Oh, I got to pull myself away from the manuscript or the phone call for a minute." dash down the hill, woof, I get there at 9.28, and yes, I need everything back tonight because I'm leaving tomorrow. So here I am, a couple of weeks ago, I look at my watch, it's about 23 minutes after 9, I gather up everything that's got to go to the laundry, I come walking in, and a woman I've never seen before said, I hope that's not for today. And I said, no, it is, I'm here before 9.30. She said, no, it's 28 till 10. And I said, I I know, but the truck is still out there, so the truck hasn't picked everything up to go to the plant. She said, no, but the owners told me I don't have to take anything after 9.30, and I'm not going to take it. So now, here's this guy that spends roughly $3,000 a year. I have been with this dry cleaner and laundry for 20 years. That's $60,000. Presumably... I've got another 20 or 25 years to go doing what I do, so I'm a $120,000 customer. And I said, you are kidding me. And she said, no, I'm not, just like a nasty old maid school teacher. And so I said, okay, goodbye. I guess I've got to go someplace else. And with her little pursed, nasty lips. So I I drive three blocks away. I go in. Uh, Can you get this back to me today? I'd never been in there before. Yes, we can. And when I went to pay that night, it was half the price that I've been paying for the past 20 years. Guess what? I mean, that, that laundry and dry cleaner that had me for a customer for 20 years, whose owners are friends, I mean, have lost me forever. And then the final one that i got to bring to your attention, because uh, these are big numbers we're dealing with. I mean, $40,000 lifetime value at Starbucks. I mean, $60,000 or $100,000 at a dry cleaner. But now listen to this. I'm not going to mention the, air, the airline. Uh, people can probably figure it out. But I am I'm in the top 
tier of flyers with one airline where I've been flying for 25 years. And again, this number is going to be seem very big to people who fly infrequently, but remember, I fly every week of my life. And so in the average year, I, I will spend about $100,000 with this airline. And I have spent $100,000 every year with this airline for 25 years, which means I've spent $2.5 million with this airline over 25 years. And again, assuming I've got 20 to 25 years left doing what I do, I've got the potential of being a, a $5 million customer. So uh, every time I, I finish a flight, I, I, I get a little thing in my inbox that says, take our customer satisfaction survey. Well, this has been the most disastrous winter for flying ever, January, February, March. And surprisingly, um, I, I would say that 80% of the cancellations have nothing to do with weather. On the airline that I fly, most of them are cancellations. And so the bottom line is, of, of the 47 flights that I've been on in, in the first two and a half months of 2014, only one has been on time, and four were affected by weather. The, the others all were mechanicals, mechanicals ranging from one, two, or three hours. So finally, last week, I get a telephone call from the airline, and they said, Mr. Jennings, uh, we understand that you've had a very bad two and a half months. And I said, uh, yeah, I, I, I have. It's been, it's been horrible out there. I said, I'm still loyal. I'm hanging on, but you've got some real, real big problems. And she said, well, I want to do something special for you. She said, let me talk to my bosses and let me send you an email sometime this afternoon. So I get the email. So here I am. I've spent $2.5 million with this airline. And the airline, and I've got the potential to spend another $2.5 million with this airline. So I'm the $5 million customer. And the email said that they would be glad to put 15,000 miles in my account or give me a $500 credit voucher for future travel. Wow. Did they throw a free drink ask, in with that too? <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you a question, Dale. I mean, if you had this customer's already spent two and a half million, has got a potential to spend another two and a half million dollars, what would it be worth? Somebody who you'd seriously inconvenienced, what would it be worth to you to keep that customer? And I don't know what the number is, but... And it's not important that we know what the number is. But I think the game changer today, if you just say it simply, it probably doesn't sound like much. What is the potential value of a lifetime customer in your business? And once you figure out what that is, in all of your training, in all of your work with all of your workers and employees, they basically have to view everyone coming in as having whatever that lifetime value is stenciled on their forehead. And so if, if the average person coming into that dry cleaner, if that person had been taught, this is probably a sixty to an $80,000 lifetime customer, I wonder if that woman would have said, you're two minutes late and I'm not going to take your cleaning. I, I, I wonder if that would have happened. Do you think so? Absolutely not. Yeah, so, so Absolutely not. I want to remind folks that we're doing this uh, with some different technology today because Jason is, uh, we're doing the podcast with some different technology because Jason is in a hotel room in Florida and we uh, are using FaceTime. So you're, you're hearing the audio drop out momentarily once in a while. Uh, we can still fully understand everything. Just want to remind listeners why why we're hearing that. The uh, But I want to go back. E each of your examples dealt with one-time interactions 
And that's right. where people get stuck in their heads, thinking this is the one-time interaction. You're buying the coffee and croissant right now. You're dropping off your laundry right now. And you're saying the game changer for a business owner is to think long-term. Well, it's, it's, it's not only to think long-term, the potential lifetime value of a customer. Uh, and, and you know what, Dale? I, I bet that most owners have, have, have done the math. I bet most owners know what the lifetime value of a customer is. The disconnect, the disconnect is that the people who work for the owner have never been taught the potential lifetime value of a customer. And, and that's the disconnect. So it's, it's really, it, it, I, I have no problem with a woman who sold me the stale croissant uh, in the San Francisco airport. Uh, I, I don't really have a problem uh, with the young nasty woman who said, you're two minutes late and I'm not accepting your clothes even though the truck is still there. And I have no problem with the representative from the airline that offered me a miserable 15,000 miles uh, added to my account like, like the last thing I needed are more miles in my account. I don't have problems with those people. I really have a problem with the leader. I have a, I have a problem with the owner because I think most owners have done the math or can figure out the math, but they've done a really lousy job of, of training people and having everybody understand. I bet in all of those three instances I just gave you, if those people knew the lifetime value of the customer, the service rendered and how the situation was handled would have been a whole lot different. So did you have a conversation with the owners? I mean, you said the the owner of the laundry is a, is actually a friend of yours. So are yeah, you, I have you they, had that conversation I, I, or are you going to? Yeah. Uh, well, I hope they continue to be friends, but no, uh, I've, uh, I've, I've now, I'm tucked away at the other laundry and dry cleaners, and I'm actually paying half of what I was paying for premium service at the other one, and the quality is just as good. I am now a former customer, uh, and I doubt that I will be buying any croissants at Starbucks anytime soon. So that is in of itself a lesson because uh, the owner in these cases will be the last to know, unless they right. listen to the podcast and they're going to put some things together. Right. Yeah, I'm not going to tell them. I mean, I'm happily ensconced at a brand new laundry and dry cleaner. I'm, I'm not buying uh, any other uh, uh, croissants at Starbucks. And uh, probably in terms of the airline, um, I now fly them with uh, some degree of an indifference uh, as, as opposed to the intense sense of loyalty I had before. So what kind of a conversation does and how often does the business owner need to be having these conversations with the employees? Lead us through that process. Well, I, th- I, I, I think it's all the time. I, I, I think an integral part of the training is, I mean, if I were the person who owned or was training at that laundry and dry cleaner and I was training a new person to work behind the desk uh, or, or behind the front desk, uh, every time somebody came in during their first week of training, I'd say, now here's another prospective $60,000 walking in the door. So we have to treat them like a $60,000 customer because that's the potential lifetime value of a customer. And guess what? That's why you get a job. That's why you'll get a raise. That's why we all get to be employed. That's why we all get to be here. I mean, and we don't know who's coming in here one time or who is that potential sixty, eighty, dollars or $100,000 customer. And, you know, if you just keep repeating it over and over and over and over again, one of my favorite lines I mean, is if you call someone a horse ten times, they'll start looking for hay. And if, you st- if you're constantly talking about the lifetime value of a customer, people will get it. I, I-, I think that people are very bright. People are very intuitive. Uh, people are, for the most part, pretty smart 
pretty savvy, but it's got to be laid out there for them. All right. Game-changing approach on thinking about your life, the lifetime value of a customer. Jason, thanks so much for bringing that to us. Uh, you enjoy your time in Florida, and we want to remind folks that, uh, number one, we love to hear your questions. So go ahead and shoot a question to us, questions at jason-jennings.com. You can find the question link right there on the website page. If you go to jason-jennings.com, the website, scroll down just a little bit and click on the podcast page. You can find past episodes there. If you are finding us through iTunes, be sure to leave a rating and a review. When you do that, it pushes up this podcast higher in the rankings of iTunes and lets people see it so that they can listen and get some of this fantastic content jason any any parting words for folks uh i look forward to being together with you next week we'll uh share our cup of coffee and we won't be doing it uh, via facetime and hopefully the uh audio quality be a little bit better absolutely Uh, and remember uh, buy a book uh the the one that's very much on my mind these days uh is the reissue of think big act small Uh, i was doing a uh, a speech a couple of days ago in Orlando, Florida, where, where I still am for another couple of speeches for another couple of groups. And I had a whole bunch of people coming up to me with the paperback edition of Think Big, Act Small, which came out 18 months ago. And remember, uh, this is was all new research, uh, all new writing uh, of, of the original. And these are the only 10 companies in America to have grown their revenues and their profits organically, double digits every year. Not for one year, not for five years, not for ten years, but now for 15 years. And I see Dale's got his copy of Think Big, Act Small. So, uh, and, and you know, what's the price of a paperback? And so it was just fun having so many people come up to me with their uh, Think Big, Act Smalls, uh, wanting autographs. And, of course, I'm always happy to do that. So, uh, and, and, and yours is autographed as well. So anyway, Dale, thanks very much. We'll share a cup of coffee next week, and we'll do it all over again. Absolutely. Get that book, Think Big, Act Small. You can get it through Amazon or anywhere books are sold. And Jason, thank you so much. Have yourself a safe trip back home. Take care. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.